Hi, this is Hugh Greenwood from the North Melbourne Footy Club, and you're listening to another episode of the Hashtag Kangaroos Podcast. Here is your host, Dean Basich. Welcome to another episode. My name is Dean Vasic. You can find me on X at hashtag Kangas, Instagram hashtag Kangaroos Podcast, TikTok hashtag Kangaroos One. So tonight I was joined by Jesse to go through our intra club match that happened on Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday morning, wasn't it? So already forgot the time. So we talked about a few positional. Um, Options, I guess you could sort of say, players at uh, where they played, uh, which team they played for. It was very much a probables versus um, possibles uh, team. So, yeah, we talked a little bit about that. Uh, Players that uh, really impressed us, uh, Charlie Lazaro. Uh, A player that should be on our list, Tyler Sellers. So, yeah, there was a lot to go through. Uh, We talked for roughly an hour. Um, A lot of uh, Tyler Sellers talk towards the end anyway. So I'm not going to waste any more of your valuable time. Let's bring on Jesse to talk about it. All right, so tonight I welcome Jesse back to the show. Now, Jesse, we did have an intra-club match yesterday, so we might as well go get us straight into it, and then then at the end uh, we'll get uh, some season predictions off you. We might as well get that uh, nice and early and see how wrong you are by the end of the year. Now, um, what do you make of this uh, style of play that uh, we played yesterday uh, from both teams, the blue and yellow? Yeah, look, I think the first thing we were just saying off air was that it was, a, in my opinion, a higher quality game than we saw the, you know, in the practice game uh, prior. Albeit that had been, you know, out in Bundura and it was quite a quite a windy day. Yeah. Um, this was a higher quality contest. It gave me a little bit more faith, which was good. Uh, I think both teams were pretty competitive. Um, in terms of the game style. Look, there does seem to be an intent to move the ball quickly. I liked the aggression out of the centre square in particular. There were moments where you had the overlap between a, you know, a Wardlaw or an LDU and a Lazaro, which um, is a surprise packet, uh, to kind of move the ball forward quickly and get it to the forwards. Um, so it looks like a lot more intent to move the ball. Um, hand, the handball to kick thing is a little bit interesting. I, I, you know, I'm sure the stats will say one or the other or someone will point it out, but I, I didn't see a massive discrepancy, in, you know, or differential, should I say, between handball to kicking. I, I think there was just an intent to move the ball in the most effective way um, possible. So, it, it, yeah, look, I thought it was a, I thought it was a pretty positive game style. Um, I think while there were definitely some concerns that I took from the game, um, there were some things that I, I thought were big wins, and I'm, I'm pretty keen to see how we can carry that into our game against Collingwood. Yeah, no, I mean, there's going to be you know, a, a story next week when we play real opposition. Um, so, yeah, no, look, I mean, it was definitely, like you said, a very much a proactive sort of game plan where, you know, even in the back half, you know, whether we can see the point, it was uh, very much move the ball uh, quite quickly. Um, get the get the overlap going, and you know, very much a run and gun style of football. And uh, yeah, look, it, it's, uh, it looks good when it works, but uh, it'll be interesting uh, to see um, when it doesn't work, and uh, if we do concede scores. So yeah, I mean, we don't want to get too excited, I guess. But uh, we might as well go through each line. Um, there's a lot to go through, so we'll start with the back line. Now, uh, key defenders, Jesse. Now we had Toby Pink, Charlie Combin, Biggie Newen. And Callan Dawson, Aiden Core was uh, still recovering from his injury. Um, any of those guys impress you, or all of them impress you? Yeah, look, uh, we were we, one of the things we we're saying off air was about the new one versus Pink. I, I thought Pink was pretty impressive. He took you know six yeah. marks, uh, had you know ten ten on disposals, but it was mostly the six marks. He, he was able to intercept a bit, which was nice. Um, I thought he, yeah, I, th- I thought he was really really solid. Um, so yeah, Pink impressed me. I hadn't seen a lot of him this preseason that had given me—I don't want to say faith—but had done a lot for me. But I, I think he he showed some signs that I was really happy with. So yeah, look, my my backline at this stage, in terms of the keys in particular, which is really what we're looking for, is you know I think Callan Dawson, like we said, is pretty much a lock. He's he's kind of the general down there, especially if Core um, has any hiccups or can't get in. 
um, or, you know, isn't fit, etc. Uh, look, Charlie Coleman was a very interesting one. You know, took the six marks as well, had 11 off disposals, three tackles, which is good for, you know, pretty good for a key defender. Was really solid. You know, someone made the comment, and I think it was spot on. He His intercept game was really good, and his ability to mark the ball, and he, he, his ability to pressure the player. There was a good holding the ball and a good pressure act, a few pressure acts that he had. Um, so his ability to get down there as a tall, but then put pressure on other players regardless of their height, just because he, he has a bit of speed to him and a bit of aggression. Um so he's intercepting and that side of things going to be good. Where he's where he's going to get um, exposed is one on one, you know, defending. That's going to take him time uh, to learn, obviously. But mm. and, and I, I think as long as we, you know, you, you you've got Dawson who realistically is going to play as a bit more of a of a lockdown defender, and Core will do the same. You know, they're not really your interceptors taking the ball out. Uh, Pink very much the same. Um, so you kind of need that that Comden player. I mean, you think of Mad Jack the year that we played him down back, and he, you know, he almost could have been all Australian that year. He was he was very good at the very good at the intercept. Mm. I kind of see Comden playing that role. He doesn't necessarily have to be the best one on one key defender. It'd just be good to get someone down there who's aggressive and can mark the ball. So, look, yeah, I think that ends up being what what it is for the keys. Um, I, I always I think I said in our team that I had Charlie Comden and obviously Dawson. Uh, but I, yeah, I think Pink gets that other spot, albeit depending what happens with Core. Uh, I have to say as well, the young Dawson um, looked quite impressive for a, he's a, for an 18-year-old, very tall. Uh, will obviously need to bulk up, but they have some massive wraps on him. He, he looks like he could definitely be a player for the future. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I forgot to mention him, but uh, yeah, he took a, a few nice intercept uh, marks and played on Nick Larky for yeah, a fair what chunk a of the game. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So, no, he, he looked okay. I mean, I guess the bottom line is we get Griffin Lowe back and there's options there in there, Jesse. I don't know if they're any good, but uh, there is yeah. options. Yeah, I was I was laughing at the commentary when they were talking to – it would have been Luke McDonald at that point and he, they were talking about how we um, – and obviously it's very positive because it's a North Interclub match, but they're talking about how we have depth down back now and Luke McDonald yeah. was really going at it. And I'm like, yeah – well, yes, we, we we have depth if someone gets injured once everyone's back. I don't know the quality of it, so I wouldn't be going on about it too much. But we do, yes, look, in the past, we, you know, last year, you're playing, you know, Yaden Bonners and that down back, and and that was um, that was a bit grim, as we remember. Uh, mm. You've actually got some players who I legitimately think can play down back um, and I think can play AFL football. So, look, it's much mm. better to position to be in this year with the defensive depth, even if it is, even if we don't know what the quality of the stock is. But look, yeah, I think it's a much better position to be in. It'll be good to see. I'm assuming all of those those boys will get a run through the next two practice games. Um, Collingwood won't test you as much because obviously they don't have the the tall key forwards. Um, And then we've got the Saints, don't we, who will test you a little bit more. So, uh, look, they'll all get a run at it. But, yeah, my round one team hasn't changed too much. Um, You know, just see what happens with core. But I I think Pink could definitely play a role this year. Yeah, and interesting uh, comments from Lee Adams after the game, pretty much saying that, uh, yeah, Callum Dawson is the lock for round one. He's had an outstanding pre-season, and we've just got to pick the other two defenders. So, yeah, look, I mean... Are you surprised that, uh, yeah, I mean, he's gone as far as to say that? Like, uh, he's already put uh, penciled in uh, one key defender? Uh, I I think it's a – I was going to say, I think it's a weird comment to say, um, but with all due respect and the reality of the situation, even though he might have had a really good preseason, what other choice have we got? He's probably – he's the only defender in there other than Paul – who has been on our list for more than a one, you know, twenty minutes? So, and 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 as a defender, Charlie Comden's obviously been there for a few years, but not as a defender. So, I think he, yeah, look, absolutely, I think he picks himself. Core hasn't had a preseason. Griffin Logue is injured, so and I think he had a solid last game to the year. Yeah, I was a big yeah. advocate of him getting games throughout the year, which he just didn't. And, um, I'm I'm glad that he did at the end because I think it showed that he can actually play football. And I know we'll talk about another individual at the you know in a few moments. But that last game of the year um, kind of almost saved a couple of players' careers. Almost. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if he didn't play that round twenty three game, he probably would have been delisted. Um, just um, in in uh, saying that, so we'll go to we'll move forward to the smallish defenders. And I was at work uh, watching a bit of this game, and I seen Colby McKercher a couple of times. And Jesse, the desk lifted up uh, without me using any hand. Um, I was that excited about this bloke. Uh, he's pretty good, isn't he? He's got a lot of quality, and he's going to be a. It's going to be a good combination between him, him and Sheasel in that back line. Yeah, he uh, he he's special. I mean, we said that last year, but uh, we've, we've we've done it again. We've got someone who, yeah. Look, I don't. I'm not a big Collingwood fan, but the fact that they kind of set the blueprint for this with Dacos, uh and we've been we were able to repeat it last year with Sheasel, and then we've we're, we're going to do it again. Um, yeah, kudos to them. Uh, look, he was boy, he, he was solid. He had I think 26 disposals. Um, which is pretty pretty good, uh, mm. you know. Eight marks, which is he, he took a few marks. Um, yeah, look, I think I've only I think the twenty six disposals he has was only over three quarters because I think the stats that I, were published or at least I was able to get a copy of were only three three ish quarters or so. So um, mm. he he yeah he would have had almost nearly thirty disposals off that half back line. He was very very solid and yeah, Sheasel look. I'm gonna, I've said it a million times. I hope he plays forward later in his career, but at the moment, he just looks so comfortable down back. And they added something a little bit different. You know, McCurch has yeah. got that that pace off the back line. He can kind of burst through it. Still an accurate kick. While Sheasel is an ultra-accurate kick, knows when to pick a player off. Not as quick, but just smart. And those two add something to the half-back line that we just didn't have. Uh, so, you know, it's absolute quality having them down there. But uh, I thought Bergman was pretty solid as well. He... Yeah. he he um he he had a I thought a pretty decent game at, at least sixteen if not I think sixteen disposals over the three quarters I had him playing for uh, took five marks um, so I thought Bergman was pretty solid and I thought defensively he was pretty good as well um, probably had him a little bit ahead of Gota in that game or what I've seen of him this preseason. Uh, so I was pretty impressed with Bergman, and I think he'll add a bit off the um, off the back line and he's probably a little bit more defensively minded than the other two kids. Um, so, yeah, look, in terms of that type of player off the back line, we've, we've definitely got some options, which is exciting. Uh, and they're all young kids. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I thought Josh Goder was uh, solid enough without being great. And, yeah, Miller Bergman was in the Probables team as well, um, in the blue team. So, yeah, which might be a sign. But uh, we do get Luke McDonald back uh, pretty much next week. So it'll be interesting to see if he's... You know, who they pick, I guess, there. Um, you'd have to think the captain would get picked. But, um, yeah, who knows? Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, on the wing, I was very impressed with this um, young fella from came across from the Sydney Swans. His ball use was excellent. They obviously talk about his gut running, and he does run hard. Uh, Dylan Stevens, uh, were you impressed with him, Jesse? Oh, extremely impressed with him. Yeah. I, I, I thought the knock on him had been that his uh, – his kicking at times had been a bit errant, but the kicks I saw him do were pretty impressive. He didn't have a whole lot of the ball. Uh, they seemed to rotate a fair few people through that wing position, and he, I don't think he got as much of a go at it. While I think in the you know the primary season he'll be a set and forget wingman, um, uh, so he only I think the stats I had for the only for the three quarters was only like eight eight or ten ish. Uh, disposals, but he kicked two goals, so he got to the right spots. There was that really good kick of his that he, he set up a goal. Um, I forget who he targeted, but it was a really sharp kick, and that's what we want to see. Uh, you know, we, we we need a winger who can get the ball on the wing, knows what position to find, and has is able to pick the right player off in the forward line and has got that kick. So um, the knock on him at the Swans was he was just not getting enough of the ball, probably needed to work a little bit on his disposal efficiency um, under pressure, I should say. Uh, he seems to have cleaned that that up. It will be – he's going to get an opportunity at it. So, well, I've been pretty impressed with him this um, – this off season, so uh, he's ov- obviously for mine going to play round one, and I think we'll get a pretty good go at it. Yeah, I mean, he was pushed out last year at the Sydney Swans because of Golden and the development he came in, so he kind of lost his spot. I think he started off the year quite well. He got twenty odd touches in the first round last year, and then um, was quicker, uh, quickly uh, on the fringes of the team. Got dropped a few times as a sub as well. So I think at a at a poor team, he'll definitely uh, get his opportunity. Um, on the other wing. Um, 
I didn't see much of Darcy Tucker. I mean, we're, a lot of people have been talking him up this preseason, but I thought he was uh, pretty quiet. Yeah, look, I thought the same. There was this moment where I saw him on the bench. They did a bit of a bench yeah. pan, and it was him and I think Charlie Common and LDU and that, and they were just having a chat. And I, I, at that point, I'm like, oh, I didn't even know Tucker was playing. Uh, yeah. Didn't notice him at all. He, he played in the blue team, though, from what I saw, but just didn't see much of him. Look, I think I've been pretty strong, and I don't have him in my my starting team. He doesn't offer a lot for me that some other guys do. Um, so I don't have him in my side. Um, so it didn't surprise me that much, but yeah, it, it was a bit weird. Just didn't see anything from him really. Um, I, I, I guess the, the problem with Tucker is, uh, you know, what does he do exceptionally well that someone else doesn't do exceptionally well? Or is he just going to be one of those players that does a little bit of everything? Okay. Which is, which is fine. But to Clarko's narrative, he's trying to find players who he can win a premiership with. And I, I just don't see that from him, from a Tucker. No, I mean, he's at a club that, that's a poor team, so he probably will get a game, and he does bring a lot of experience, and he's, yeah, like, he's solid um, without being great, like he sort of said. Um, he's actually a good finisher for goal. Um, last year he was anyway. When he's inside 50, he seemed to um, kick a lot of goals on the run in particular. But, um, yeah, the minute uh, Fremantle became a half-decent team, he was he, they pretty much uh, took him out of the side, So and that's when he uh, came to North uh, last year. So, yeah, look, he'll probably get a game for us this year, but, um, yeah, once we become a better team, there'll be other players that uh, you hope uh, would go ahead of him. Uh, midfield. Now, this is probably the most exciting uh, part of our list and part of our team. Uh, LDU uh, seemed to be in cruise control uh, and just uh, racked up the possessions, 30-plus possessions, uh, two goals as well. Um, it's, I guess at the end of the day, it's just about him uh, staying healthy because if he does, um, we're a much different team like we were in the first two rounds last year when he was flying. Oh, yeah, look, I think you said it well. We've, I think we've said this every week. He's kind of played each of the practice games in, in literally – First year. He hasn't been putting a lot of it. He hasn't had to put the effort in. He's just been absolute quality. You know, thirty-ish disposals. I think he kicked one goal. One. He, I don't. Um, I know he missed one that he probably should have kicked, which is kind of the knock on him. But um, yeah, he looks really, really fit, and he looks strong. Uh, hopefully, he gets a full year at it because I think we all know what type of player he can be. He's shown the glimpses of it. I think he he's shown the last two years that the games he plays, he will play extremely well. So he's got to a level of consistency. Now it's just the consistency in his body that we need. Um, but he will lead that midfield. He will play as much minutes as he can as a midfielder. He won't bother playing any other position. I think he's made that clear and the club's made it clear that that's the position they want him to play in. Don't even know if we need to say any more on him, to be honest. I think yeah. let's just hope he, gets his, he keeps his body fit because if he does, um, yeah, he's he, he, he's easily our best player. Um and if he, yeah, if he was in a better team, he could almost win a brown line. Yeah, oh, probably. Um, look, look. I mean, if we win games this year, like let's say we, we win oh, eight. Chance, yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, you'll get a lot of votes. Uh, that's for sure. Because he does stand out with what he does on a football field. Um, but uh, George Wardlaw, Charlie Lazaro, I thought they were uh, both very impressive. And uh, we're close to best on ground, both of them, with LDU. Yeah, look... Um, <clears throat> Let's go to Lazaro first because, yeah. you know, he's someone that we, you know, we were speaking about off air. We spoke about last week. He's taken me by storm. Um, I, you know, we, we, were, we, we saw each other at the game that we played the other week in Mandura and we mm. got to watch a little bit of him. But this game in particular, which was a full, you know, full 25-minute four-quarter game, he was very impressive. Uh, didn't lay any tackles in at least the stats I got a hand of. I'm not really worried about that, to be honest. He, he had a good kick-to-handball ratio. Uh, he, uh, I think he missed a goal. He got it behind. He might have got a goal at the end. You'll have to remind me. He definitely got it behind. Uh, uh, I don't think he's. I'm not too so sure. I don't think he kicked the goal. No. Uh, but, um, but he, yeah, no, he, he was a, very impressed. Yeah, I think uh, Patch Adams summed it up really well. His ability to get in space um, and just mm. create space. And he, I think uh, it's fair to say. He's come a long way in the last 12 months, Jesse. Like, I remember he wasn't a one-touch player. Now he is. Um, his foot skills are quite good. He hit um, some lead-up targets. And, look, he's always shown a bit of pace. But uh, I think he's um, certainly taken his game to a new level. I know it's only pre-season. We don't want to get too carried away. But um, no. oh, you, you'd have to think he's almost a lock for round one, wouldn't you? Well, I think when we took him, Phillips, Powell, in the same draft, 
the one thing that we that was different about him was obviously his pace. He he has explosive. He I won't say explosive, but he has a really good fitness base and he has good pace. Um, and that adds a different dynamic to our midfield that we just don't have. Uh, I'm pretty sure I said this last time. Wardlaw is that beast on the mid in the middle who will attack the ball, attack the man, get the ball out. LDU's got that burst out of the contest. Simpkins got a lovely sidestep. Your Phillips gets in and under as well. Powell's got a great handball. None of them are overly quick. Now, Taron is, but who knows what's going on there. No one knows. It's Friday and we don't know. Um, but he had something different. And I think there was a perfect, a couple moments of it that were perfect when uh, the ball was one out. You had, I think, Wardlaw, um, him and LDU, and there was just overlapping handballs with one another. And he generally was the one who was furthest in front to know where to stand to get the ball and then pass it into the forward line. I think his kicking has improved as well. Uh, that was maybe a little, little knock on him that his kicking wasn't fantastic. I think it's improved. He's looking fit. He's looking a bit bigger without losing too much pace. Um, well, kudos to him. He obviously had a fantastic game at the last, at the end of last year. Uh, the last game of the season, probably revive. He's looks like he's had a massive, um, a massive off season and kept fit because he's he has really gone ahead of a few other players and he adds a dynamic to the midfield that we didn't have. So I'm excited to see what he can do with genuine midfield minutes because he, he again is one of those players who, like I said, just adds a different dynamic to the midfield. We were maybe a little bit, you know, lacking in in the pace in that midfield spot. And um, he he kind of changes that, which is which is really exciting. Oh, definitely. Um, and your thoughts on George Wardlaw? Uh, pretty close to best on Grant. Uh, hopefully, hamstrings <laughs> uh, stay attached to his uh, body. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's uh, that's another issue because he sort of has had issues in that with uh, his junior football and even last year. Yeah, geez, I forgot about Wardlaw because I went so uh, we got so excited about Lazaro. I, I, that's almost a credit to Wardlaw, though, isn't it? The, the, yeah. What we saw from him last year kind of just goes, oh yeah, Wardlaw. Um, yeah, look, he again, his attack on the man is good. He, um, I'm pretty sure he kicked a, kicked a nice goal, didn't he? A nice snap around the body. Uh, yeah. Had had some good a good disposal amount. More than he was averaging. I think the knock on him, la- well, not the knock on him last year, but obviously because of his fitness base and where he was coming from, he's, he played low minutes. So he was a lower disposal player, but high tackle, high clearance. Um, was playing, obviously played a lot more min- minutes. So his fitness looks a lot better. Uh, he got pinged a few times for, for trying to do a little bit too much. I've got no issues with that. That's, yeah. that's what you want to see. You want to see him having a crack because, you know, Young Cunnington, young LDU, all exactly the same thing. Used to get pinged all the time. There's no problem with that. So yeah, look, I'm um, I'm really really excited for his year, um, as much as I am McKercher or Sheasel, because while they'll rack it up and they'll get huge numbers, uh, Wardlaw is going to become you know really a, a, a key point to that midfield in terms of his attack on the man and attack on the ball. Young Cunnington, in a lot of ways, a little bit different, but yeah, I like the aggression. Yeah, I mean, very. Look, the player comp uh, with him was when he came out of the draft was Clayton Oliver, and I think that's a pretty good player comp. It, it is. Yeah, yeah, I think they're very similar sort of players, which is uh, a very, very handy player to have um, oh, off the field. Uh, hopefully, you know, <laughs> he doesn't go in the same direction. That's that's probably that's probably the only thing I can say. Um, Tom Powell, Will Phillips. Uh, mm. Looks like Will Phillips is on the outer to me. He was pretty much predominantly in the yellow team, except for the last quarter he went on a blue team. Yeah. Uh, Tom Powell, I thought was um, was a little bit quiet. Did a couple of nice things with a couple of nice handballs, but. Um, was fairly quiet and probably probably because mainly because LDU Wardlaw and Lazaro just really stood out. Maybe. Yeah. Look, I, th- I think you, 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 I think you're pretty spot on there. He. <clears throat> the problem was that I think the last few weeks, like uh, like I said to you, is that Powell kind of played the main man on the on the yellow team, <clears throat> and this week he played a bit on the blue team. Got to play different positions. Didn't play necessarily the you know the number one mid. So he just didn't look as impressive out there when he was taken away from his favoured position. Um, and I think that just made him a little bit less noticeable. I don't think he was terrible by any uh, any means at all. And just it just deducts from what his best position is. And that's just one of the problems we're going to have, that we have so many players who unfortunately 
I don't think are necessarily able to play other positions other than mid. Um, and you can only really have three of them. Well, yeah, well, three and a couple on the bench, but we have nearly 10. Uh, so that, that is a problem. Phillips looked quiet, you know, and he didn't have too many disposals. Um, yeah, didn't really notice him in this game. He looked good, a little bit like Powell in, in, in the other games where he got to play the um, the opposition yeah. main main role. Um didn't obviously get that chance. So, look, I've I've said that I really like both of those guys, and I still think they have huge careers. Hopefully, with us, uh, but at the moment, Lazaro just seems to have added something to the midfield that they they unfortunately can't. But I'm hoping they have you know massive um, you know massive massive midfields uh, or massive massive. Uh, midfield minutes in the VFL if they don't play AFL, um, are really able to dominate down there, get some confidence and, and some continuity in the game. Phillips, you know, this is really only his third year here. He didn't play that whole year. No. He had a disrupted career. I'm, look, I'm still confident in both of them. They're very young men. But, yeah, at the moment, I've yeah, Lazaro is looking a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, you've got LDU, Wardlaw, Lazaro, uh, Simpkin as your main four midfielders. Uh, Zerha, as, I mean, we'll talk about him soon, but he's already said that he's going to have uh, little spells uh, through the midfield. That's what he said in, uh, uh, when he was interviewed the other day. So it might leave Powell and Simpkin to rotate between the high half forward and midfield, yeah. um, which probably puts Will, Will Phillips on the air at this stage. But anything can change. You know, there's still a few more weeks till the season starts. Um, but he's a handy player to have if we do get an injury like Lazaro or Wardlaw. So, yeah, he's um, he's more than capable uh, to come in and play a role. Uh, now, we'll go to your favourite position and your favourite players, uh, Jesse. We'll go to the Rucks. Uh, Tristan Sherry, CCJ, yeah. Finbar Maley. Um, we might as well go to the number one Ruckman. Uh, so they say, anyway, Tristan Sherry. Uh, did you like what you see from him? Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> um, look, I'm just going to be blunt. And you, you, yes, yes, no one's going to be surprised about me saying no. Uh, yeah, I didn't see much that I was really a fan of. I didn't think he's right. I, I just don't see the right. <clears throat> the, the, the tap work just doesn't seem to be there. Um, yeah, it didn't do much for me. Just just did not do much for me. Um He'll be able to play ruck, and you know what? He'll battle it out in a lot of games, and that's fantastic. But he's just the ruck craft. His ability to have a, you know, his ability to have a tap, which um, is not, he, he kind of just runs into the opposition, misreads the ball at times, and then just because he's big, he's able to stand there and kind of knock the ball back. Um, it's it, there's just no there's no tact to it. And I'm being I'm really rough on him, I know, but. Um, yeah, he just didn't do a heap for me. He had 35 hitouts, but I mean, I probably could have got 20 hitouts out there against PCJ, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah. He took four marks. That's that's great. Um, didn't really have a whole lot of the pill. Uh, look, the one thing you know from him is when he, if he, if the ball goes to ground in the contest, he is pretty good at you know throwing his body in and trying to yeah. trying to get involved in winning the ball. So I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, yeah, so that's that's him for me. The other two, CCJ. Uh, yeah, I think he got a goal. Um, didn't really do much else that I liked, to be honest. No. Is that a fair summation? Am I being harsh on him? He didn't didn't set the world a lot. Uh, I think he kind of. Uh, I think Luke McDonald might have just said as much, to be honest, when they asked him about CCJ, and he said, "Oh, he probably hasn't had the best run here, but he's looking really fit." Um, no. Yeah, I actually thought the the, the young kids uh, showed a bit of you know showed a bit of glimpses uh, in terms of I was more impressed about um, their ability in the ruck against those two as young because uh, how old is um how old is the young fella um, Finbar Maley? Yeah, how old would he be? Uh, nineteen, I think, or well, turning nineteen. Uh, yeah, he'd be pretty. He'd be pretty. Yeah, he'd, young. he'd be nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 90. Yeah, we'll go with that one. He um he impressed me to be honest at times. He uh I think he got he would have had, you know, uh six or seven hitouts. It wasn't a massive amount, but uh he was able to really compete, which I, I enjoyed in the um yeah, look he showed some signs. I was uh yeah, yeah, he look he showed some signs. 
Um, yeah. And that's positive. We, we need some kids to come in and show something in the rut because I do have genuine concerns over uh, us going forward. Look, Tristan, he'll get, a, he'll get a crack at it this year, like I've said. He'll get to hopefully improve on his craft because, let's be honest, there's no chance he could have improved on <clears> it in the <throat> AFL. You, it's kind of a role you need to get in the AFL and then work. You know, you kind of learn on the go. Uh, I just... I just don't, I just think that he's a really good VFL ruckman, and that he that's his ceiling. Yeah, no. Look, I mean, I don't think he's going to blow you away with any best on ground performances, Tristan Cherry. Uh, but as long as he competes, now uh, if he can compete in the ruck, uh, because the midfield can do the rest. As long as he doesn't get comprehensively beaten, just throw his body around. I thought he uh, around the ground. He got on the end of a few. Uh, links in the chain just with his handball. Uh, it took four marks. took two in the last quarter that were overhead, which was good to see. Um, so, yeah, look, as long as he can compete, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, he's probably a bottom six ruckman in the competition. Um, and that might be even being generous. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a position that you can get away with around the ground. Uh, yeah, I mean, you don't need – I mean, Mason Cox – was a premiership ruckman last year. You know, Tom Boyd's been a premiership ruckman. Callum yeah. Sinclair. You wouldn't say these guys. No, are, no. Are I think my, yeah, go my, yeah, my take on it is that a good ruckman can make a team, but there is very few good ruckmen. I'm talking your Max Gorns who kick multiple goals in a grand <clears> final. You know, I, I think you know, you, you know, Tim English. I think is a very good player. You know, Brody Grundy. I think will have a fantastic year at Sydney. Um, there is look, there is a couple other genuinely good ruckmen um, out, out out there, but I think other than maybe those three and maybe one more, they're not going to win you a game of football. Uh, and even of those three, probably you know Max Gorn's the only one who oh, Grundy probably has to be honest, but the only ones who have probably won a game of football just by the, their sheer ability to impact a game outside of just being a tap ruckman. But yeah, you, you're right, probably. Probably three quarters of the ruckman in the competition are purely only useful for the centre tap. And so if you're going up against any of those clubs, then you just need a ruckman who can compete. Then you can get away with not even having a ruckman. You could probably just play Hugh Greenwood, to be honest, and you'd get away with it. It's going to be against those top-tier teams that have a really good ruckman who can win a game that it hurts you. But the rest... You know, they're just really there to, to tap the ball down to the midfielders. Um, so while a good ruckman can definitely improve your midfield leaps and bounds um, and a superb ruckman can win you a game, it is definitely a position that you can uh, you can have a stopgap for. Yeah. Um, CCJ, yeah, uh, he was disappointing. Um, I thought he was um, outplayed by Tristan Cherry uh, in the ruck yesterday. Finbar Maley showed a bit. Uh, he's 20 years old, actually, just... Uh, just uh, while we're at it, but uh, turning 21 this year. But, uh, look, I thought his foot skills were quite good. And yeah. uh, he's got a bit of athleticism from his basketball background. Uh, his old man obviously plays, and his sister's co- players are quite a good level. So there's something to work with there. And you've got Taylor Goad, uh, who um, the club are really high on. So, yeah, I mean, there's uh, potential with him. So we may just have to uh, stick with Tristan Sherry for the next couple of years, and hopefully he can... Uh, yeah, compete, uh, and that's all we that's all we can ask from him. He's not he's not going to win win just win us games like we've talked about. So no, if he comes out and does a max scoring game and kicks three goals, I'll I don't know. You can get you can get the viewers to do a vote for something I have to do because if he if he does that and wins us a game kicking three goals, I'll I don't know. Yeah, I'm up I'm up for it, but I just don't see it happening. I just yeah, I think he's got a ceiling, and like you said, it's just going to be something that gets us through until. Um, until we can get another quality player in that position. Yeah, I mean, getting three kicks in a game might be a challenge, let alone three goals. So, um, But, uh, look, yeah, we'll, we'll give him a chance. I guess he'll get first crack at it and, um, yeah, see how we go. Uh, we'll go to the forwards. Um, and all the forwards uh, looked pretty good when the ball was going in quick, uh, Jesse. Uh, Cameron Zerha really stood out for me. Um, yeah, good. You know, I mean, he was leading up a lot of... Uh, you know, lead up yeah. uh, passages and uh, kicked four, but probably could have kicked six or seven. But uh, he's looking really good, isn't he? Yeah, look, he was looking really fit. Um, he, can I just say, by the way, I know a lot of North players said this. The comments that he came out and said, and then the media did this whole John Ralph and that about how <clears> you should say that and you should lie. What are we wanting from our football players? Because there's this whole, 
oh, you know, you want honesty and you want more personality, etc. Then, but then you crucify them when they have any personality. How old is how old is he? 24, 25? If I was a professional AFL footballer and I was, you know, halfway or a little bit less than halfway through my career, and I'd been in the position that I had been at North, if you're working at any workplace and you're in that type of position, you're obviously going to look the better. It, 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 it just blows my mind that you make a big deal or that you, you know, you're surprised about it. Anyone in their right mind who, who has an opportunity to find something better, um, you know, they might have loyalty to where they are, where they work, you know, the club that they play at, um, and that weighs off against it. But at the end of the day, you only play football for a finite amount of time. And I just think it's, it was embarrassing to have a go at someone for having a personality and saying they should lie about their opinion. It, we're a very backward sport when it comes to stuff like this. You, you look at any yeah. other sport in the world and you know when someone's leaving. Like, look at the, I don't know, you know, I don't know if you're a big F1 person, but look at the F1. We're, we haven't even yeah. started the 2024 season. We already know that Lewis Hamilton's off to Ferrari next year and the, you already know the driver who's getting the sack. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's and you, you just move on from it. it. Even rugby league is more advanced than us. You know, when a player's leaving in advance, it just, I think it's got to do with a bit, our, our footy media is a bit toxic and they, <laughs> you know, they, they like to create stories. They like to, you know, crush players and, and it's just, let them have a personality, you know, and don't let them be dickheads, but let them have a personality. And it, of course he's going to say, I'm sick of being down the bottom. What do you want him to say? Oh, no, I, I, I love rocking up to work and losing every single week. Of course not. So, yeah, that was really stupid. And I think the fact that he has rocked up in the shape that he has rocked up shows that he's committed not, you know, to say anything otherwise is rubbish. He's rocked up. He looks fit. He's, he, he's able to have an impact when he does go in the middle. He looked engaged. I think he went on, he went for a few shots that probably he could have tried to pass the ball. Um, but, yeah, and, you know, and he missed a few. But, yeah, he could have easily had an absolute bag. He he looks really, really solid. And, and I think we all know what type of player he can be when he's confident and he's dangerous in that forward line. He adds a good dynamic. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, yeah, look, hopefully he's another player that we kind of want, want to stay fit. Uh, he, he did talk about uh, in, a, in a press conference that he will have spells through the midfield as well, but I didn't see him go through the midfield at all uh, in the intra-club match. So I'm not too sure if that's uh, posturing or anything like that. But, um, yeah, look, if the ball goes in as well as it did, uh, yesterday, then, yeah, you'll, you'll certainly get on the end of some uh, goals. Uh, we don't have to talk too much about uh, Nick Larkey. We know the quality yeah. player he is. But uh, a couple of half-forwards uh, really impressed me. I thought Cooper Harvey with his skills and uh, Zane Dersma, um, yeah. high-quality uh, high quality, uh, finisher, isn't he? Yeah, look, I, I, yeah, one, I think the per- person I said to you beforehand that, that impressed me was Cooper Uh yeah, three goals, one. I think I, I had him on the stats, but I, I reckon he, uh, I reckon he might have kicked one more. I, I think he might have kicked four. Yeah. Goals. I'm pretty sure I read that he kicked four. Uh, but he, um, and he, he played on both sides and was able to score goals. Yeah, he did kick four. He was able to score goals playing for the good team and, and playing against solid opposition in the opposition team. And he played on that team for most of the game, to be honest. He His ability to score is is fantastic. He uh, he needs to apply more pressure, which is the knock on all of our small forwards. <coughs> we know that much. He needs to apply a bit more pressure. But his ability to find the ball, he got 11-ish disposals, which is decent for a, a, a small forward, especially in our team. Um but he, he's a good mark on top, on top of his head. He, he's kicking around the ground is smart. You know, there's some really good snaps that around the body to get it to someone in a better position. Uh, so, look, I really like Cooper. Um, and I, I think, you know, I think I had him in my team. I think he's very solid. Uh, yeah, Dersma's an interesting one. I think he had the two goals, one. Um, he uh, didn't have a whole lot of the ball. It's going to take him some time. It is a difficult spot to play in our team. But what he does do is with limited disposals, a bit like Steve-O, he's able to find the right position to score a goal. You'll see him get into spots um, where other people haven't, you know, where other – he's able to get around the defender, get to a spot, get the hands and get it – you can call it a sheepdog goal, you can call it a cheap goal, whatever, but he's the one who finds the space. So he does find the ability to get there. Um so he, he seems like a very smart footballer. He's going to take time. He's a bit thinner. And, you know, it's a tough position to play, especially at North Melbourne. But, yeah, he, he's going to add a lot of quality to our team. And he's someone who could play different positions um, over his career. He seems like, 
you want him in the forward half of the ground. He's probably is one who, if you played him off half back line, could do a a Sheasel or a Dacos because uh, he seems smart enough. But um, yeah, look, I'm happy that they're playing him up forward uh, because oh, he, he he in his a little bit like Sheasel did, but in his um, draft year last year, he was able to win a few games off his own boot, and I think we need a couple high draft pit players down there who can do that, who add something a bit different. And he's tall as well, which is, which is really good. Yeah. He's got, definitely got a bit of height. He's over 190 centimetres. So yeah, no, very athletic for his height. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a player that's probably not going to get many touches uh, in a game, but uh, if, if he's got uh, the ball inside 50, you know, something's going to happen. So yeah, I mean, which is what you prefer at the end of the day, someone that's uh, got a bit of quality every time he touches uh, football. Um, interesting to see uh, Blake Drury. Uh, we talked about this off air, but uh, he was in the problems team to start with. Mm. Uh, what did you did you make anything of that? I mean, we were missing Paul Curtis, obviously, but uh, we don't really have a genuine small forward, and he probably fits the bill. Yeah, it, it, look, it did surprise me that he played that position. Uh, I think he had one goal, three or something, so he could have kicked a few himself. He he, he played a pretty decent game, to be honest. <sighs> The, the thing with him, again, he didn't lay any tackles or he didn't lay a, apply a lot of a pressure, um, which is really what we need from that small forward position. Um, but, he, look, he's definitely a chance of playing. He is Because we don't have a lot of, you know, players around that height down forward. And I think he's one of those ones who probably has a ceiling. Again, I, I might be being just a, a little bit rough on him. Um but yeah, it, yeah. It, look, it, it, look. It surprised me that he. he it surprised me that he, he played on the um on the probables team. Uh, I know Clarko is a fan of him. Yeah. It, but it, yeah, look, I, I'd have Paul Curtis in my team when when yeah, fully fit. Or yeah, yeah. And Hanson, I think, moved around a little bit as well, didn't he? He um yeah. might have gone onto both sides. Yeah, it was mainly on the yellow team, but yeah. uh, it was a little bit. They gave, yeah, they gave him a bit of a crack. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, interesting. I mean, they're pretty much the only two players that uh, are genuine small forwards that are under 178 centimetres. So yeah, look, um, we'll see how that goes over the next couple of weeks. So it'll be interesting to see against Collingwood next week if Blake Drury does get named. I'm not too sure how far they go with the squads these days in practice matches or anything like that. So yeah, but uh, he might be in the frame. I'm not too sure, but. Jesse, we have to talk about this bloke. He's not on our list. Why the fuck isn't he on our list, uh, Jesse? Tyler Sellers. Uh, I can't tell you, and I don't think you can tell me. Uh, if it's not done by Monday, then I hope to God that another team picks him because this man knows how to play football. He yeah, it, it, he should be on an AFL list. <laughs> Look, there is a lot. I there is a lot of VFL players who don't get a go at an AFL career. You know, we've got a few in our VFL team, one in particular who was another forward uh, who should have played AFL at some point in his career and I think would have had a very good career as a small forward. But, yes, Sellers, he kicked three goals uh, and he kicked the one behind. He could have easily kicked four or five, um, if not more. He's had a solid preseason. He started the game in the Probables. Played, well, I think he played most of the game in the probables, to be honest, kind of yeah. playing like his wingman, while CCJ kind of played the full forward for the opposition. Uh, he he has to he has to play AFL. And he had a wonderful season last year. He he is a good height, one ninety three. I think we said I said he's a similar. He reminds me a lot of a Jack Darling, kind of the same pace. Um, he you know he's very he. he he just looks like a smart footballer, to be honest. I would be very, very shocked if he didn't play. Uh, I think the fact that he played in the Probables kind of says to me, because how many other VFL players played in the Probables? Was there any? Because there was, there was, well, there was uh, no. at least five or six VFL players playing in the game to make up the numbers on the yellow team, if not more. But was there any other VFL-listed player who played in the Probables? Surely not. No, there wasn't. And he was the only player that – I think someone mentioned in a tweet that had a number on his back as well that's a VFL-listed player. And it's just interesting. If he's a VFL-listed player, then why are you sort of trying him with Nick Larky? You know, like why are you trying that combination for? So yeah. I'd be almost surprised if he doesn't get on a list. I mean, um, yeah, even Lee Adams – sort of mentioned in the interview, like they sort of uh, – so, someone asked, oh, are you going to use the SSP? 
He goes, oh, well, we've got Tyler Sellers. He pretty much mentioned Tyler Sellers straight away. We've got him. I mean, he mentioned a few other VFL players, but I think he had common courtesy. But, um, yeah, this guy has um, got to get on. I even put a tweet out yesterday, and I sort of said, um, you know, that he's playing with Nick Larkey. Make of that what you will. And Jai Sidkin, the captain, liked the tweet. So, yeah, you know, I don't know if that's uh, – if I'm reading too much into that, uh, Jesse, I'm, maybe I'm just uh, wishful thinking that he does get on the list. No, I think he, I, I'd be I'd be surprised if he's not on an AFL list by Monday. By the time that period closes, I'd be surprised. He he is just too good to not be playing AFL football. He's worth a chance. He's yeah. how old? Like he's not old. He's not. That's the thing. He's got all this upside. Um, it, he he's just a smart footballer, and we've spoken about it. He does what midfield depth have we got? Like we don't have. A whole lot of players who can play down there. I would be, you know, shocked if he. Um, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked. I, you'd be shocked. I'd be shocked. We'll end up doing a. We should just do a podcast dedicated to our disappointment if he doesn't get a go. Because uh, Kingy, Kingy was right. Kingy went was there. You saw, you know, Kingy yeah, yeah. airtime, and he was impressed by him. He, he knows how to play football. Uh, it's as simple as that. And we need someone who can who's not going to get in Larky's way, but who can play up there, especially with Common going down back. And we, we don't have a whole heap of faith in in CCJ. So it kind of says that, you know, you've got to uh, you've got to get some depth up there, even if they're only – we could take him and he could play VFL for the whole year. At least yeah. he's there. So yeah, I, I, think, I, I think we take him either over the weekend or Monday. I think yeah. it's – I think they're worried that, um, you know, we, we don't want to miss out on a mid-season draft pick um, by finishing last. That's the only thing they could th- be thinking about. Like, if we're coming last, all right, we're going to have pick one in the mid-season draft. Oh, but we, well, that's gone. We, so we well, push well, them that's... anyway. So, yeah, we, we generally push them. So, like, we've got Jacob Edwards. Um, so, I would, um, would, yeah, I'll definitely uh, be just using it up now. I mean, you could get a long-term injury, which will probably happen anyway, so you can still get a mid-season draft pick. So, yeah, no, and, you know, he doesn't, you know, not one time did he get Nick Larkey's way. Um, feeling himself uh, jumping at the ball, at the contest a lot, uh, put himself thereabouts. Well, obviously, a little bit of work to go, you know, as far as the defensive side. But, um, you know, he still dropped a few bucks. That, uh, in a few weeks' time, he'll be taken. And, you know, um, he probably could have easily kicked five or six goals. So, yeah, a, a lot to like about him, um, besides the sexy moustache that he is, has got going. Um any other thoughts about anything uh, there, Jesse, or do you want to wrap it up there with the um, intra-club match? Well, I guess, you know, one of the things we're going to say is some predictions for the year, and I was thinking about it today. I've been pretty grim in this preseason. Well, I mean, I've given a few of our players a real whack, but I've said, you know, it's going to be a pretty disappointing year. Maybe this is just a couple week out, you know, burst of optimism, but... I think we might surprise a few teams. I, I I just think we've got a bit more pace into the team, which is something that we've lacked. We're moving the ball in a way which I think is conducive to us to score. Look, when you go up against a good team and you're moving the ball quick, you're going to get cut up at times. But I think we're, what we have more than I remember is we've actually got some players off the halfback line who can kick a ball. Uh, I don't remember the last time that we didn't have... Uh, you know, a, a pair of Sean Atleys running around, uh, kicking it out of bounds or to the opposition or up in the air or whatever else they're doing. Uh, we've actually got some kids now who can play down back, who can move the ball with, you know, with pace and with, with precision. And that's going to help us uh, a, a lot. We've got, look, we've got our defensive woes, we've got our ruck woes, but we have a very, <coughs> a, a, a very versatile forward line and we have a midfield with depth. So we've actually added, started adding some layers. When we get Griff, Griffin Logue back and we actually have a top-tier defender, and that's what I would class him as, then it's going to help us a lot. Um, and, yeah, look I, look, I think we've got a pretty tough start to the year from memory. There's a few teams that I think could worry us a little bit, um, or a lot. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, look, I, I've got this little burst of optimism, which I definitely didn't have after we saw the last game. So, uh, look, we could come out – we probably will come out against Collingwood on Wednesday and get beaten by 150, and then we'll be all pessimistic again. But you know what? It is what it is. I, I think they'll, they'll have a real crack, and I, I think we'll become a much more – we may not win games, but I think we're going to be a much better team to watch this year. 
in terms of our intent and our ability to move the ball. And that's what's exciting me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's good development year. So, yeah, I've, uh, in, well, we might as well move forward. Uh, how many season wins do you think we'll get? Mm, how many season wins? What did I say a couple of weeks ago? I think I said like three. Uh, wow. no, no, I think I said four. Um, I've seen a lot of people banding six around and they'd be happy with six. I still <laughs> think six is hard. That's like, I, I don't know, six teams that we'd beat. Um, but there's a few games last year that Sydney Essendon and Horse that we could have easily won, and we probably will be a better team against some of those again. Although apparently Essendon are going to win the flag, according to the media, <laughs> um, which they do every year because they win the preseason. Yeah. Um, I, I'll say five. I'll say five. And I'd be pretty happy with five because surely that wouldn't be last. Um, although knowing our luck, uh, we will finish second last and then the number one draft pick this year will be some absolute freak but you know what i don't mind getting the second best draft pick every year if you get a mccurcher or a sheasel yeah yeah definitely yeah no i've got the same now i've got i've gone from uh four to five so yeah yeah based on that preseason game all right best and fairest winner best and fairest winner great question um oh look aldu wins it for mine as long as he doesn't get hurt um if he plays three quarters of the games, he'll win it. Uh, if he if he doesn't, so if he doesn't, well, um, I thought I thought Larky was a chance last year, but you know forwards never win. No. So, oh, who else? If it's not LDU, you're looking at a midfielder. Oh, Probably Sheasel again. Yeah, well, I was going to say that it wouldn't matter as much this year. It was pretty bad that he won it in his first year, but maybe Kurtz will win it. But um, <laughs> look, you know what? Oh, I'm going to go for real, real smoky. I'm going to, I'm going to ride it all the way. If it's not LDU, Lazaro. Well, I like it. I like uh, that one I'm going to jump on a real smoky. Oh, you know what? If you're going to crack in and have that good of a preseason and and come back and be twice the player that anyone thought you were, uh then I'm going to back you all the way. Yeah, no, I like that one. So, yeah, no, look, he might finish top five. I don't yeah, know I was going to look, I'd, to be honest, I'd be happy. If he finishes top five, I'll take that. Yeah, That's I think you will win it if he stays fit. Like, if he plays 20-plus games, you, you'd have to think that uh, he's almost a certainty. Um, she's all because the ball will live in our back line. He'll have a similar year, year to last year. So, yeah, he'll definitely be up there. Nick Larky, kicks goals. So, yeah. Um, but I like the Lazaro one. Um, yeah, just... well, something, something a bit different. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be paying much, but uh, something a bit different. And if they if they are committed to give him, giving him midfield time, uh, which they seem like they are, then, um, then yeah, look, I, I'll, I'll give him a go. I... Uh, yeah, look, I've, maybe he's, maybe it's his, you know, you see players play preseason games and they have an absolute blinder and then they play the, you know, first season, you know, the first couple of games of the season, they go back to being a bit of a donkey and he yeah, could, could absolutely do that. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with him. Something a bit different. He'll add a bit of, he'll add a bit of, bit of something else there. And he looks like a, a confidence player. He'll be one of those players that, um, he'll, he'll, he'll grow from having a big preseason if he, if he can, Get a few decent games to start the year. He'll just ride that wave. Yeah, we're certainly hoping so. So, yeah, no. Nah, well, uh, who knows? He might not have even been around one team. So, a couple of. Uh, I'd imagine that. That would yeah. be. Uh, that'd be. God, I'd be shattered if I was him and that happened. Yeah, oh, you never know. Tyler Sells might win it now that we've talked him up. So, oh, yeah. Uh, how many goals will Nick Larky kick this year? You think? Uh, all right. Let's 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 assume that he doesn't get injured. What did he kick last year? Was it 72? seventy two? Seventy one, I think it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, I hope he doesn't kick that many because that means that uh, we're probably not uh doing mm. too well. And I only say that because um, most of the time, if you're in a bottom team and you one of your players finishes high up in the Coleman, it's because they're the only one who can score a goal. Uh, mm. That's what makes your yeah, Charlie Kernos, et cetera, really impressive. Yeah, Jerry, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Cameron's because they can do that in a good side where other people are scoring it. And that's going to be the challenge on Larky. I actually, he, I, I hope he doesn't kick more than 
I would rather him kick no more than 60 goals or 55 goals, but for someone else to... Because what was our second high school scorer last year? Was it Steve? Well, I think it was Stevenson, yeah, 24, wasn't it? No, so. that, I, I don't care how many like he kicks. That's going to be my honest answer, as long as another player can kick 40-plus, especially if his name is Tyler Sellers. <laughs> yeah, well, we're on him. Uh, I think I've got uh, I've got him kicking fifty two with Zerha getting thirty six, and Paul Curtis getting forty one. Forty one, jeez. All right, I'll uh, all right, I'll I'll match you there. If you're going to go exact numbers, I'll go Larky for fifty eight, and I'll take um, oh, who's a smoky I can take? So you've got Zerha in the thirties. Who's someone else I could really jump on? Uh, uh, well, I won't go Sellers because of that. Uh, and Tristan Jerry's probably not much of a chance. So, um, yeah, look, I, I reckon Zerha 42. Okay, yeah, 42. I like it. Yeah, oh. no. um, I'm just looking at the uh, total goals now from last year. So we had Nick Larky kick 71, Jaden Stevenson 26, um, which is not bad. Uh, Cameron Zerha 20. And then, yeah, completely falls away after that. Paul Curtis, 17, so I expect him to, you know, times two and a half it. So, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, look, I fun. think, um, yeah, Curtis is an interesting one because I think we've all said that he's got the upside. So I don't blame you for going for him. He could have an absolute explosive year. The only thing that worries me about a small forward as opposed to a, um, you know, as opposed to a uh, medium-ish forward is that, yeah, I still genuinely think that a small forward is almost the hardest position on the ground to play. Um, yeah, in, a, in a, especially in a you know a pretty average team like what we have. So, um, yeah, that's the only thing that worries me is that I think our small forwards, who we've got some really good ones, will only really, uh, really show what they what they can do. Um, when we get to a point where we're actually playing, you know, consistent football. So, yeah, I have, I'm not going to jump on a small forward to finish 40 plus, but I hope, you know, I, I'd be happily, I'd be pretty happy if uh, Paul Curtis was able to get 40 plus. Yeah, no, I've, I've gone out on a limb on that one, so it'll probably. I uh, don't mind it. Don't mind it. A bit like my yeah, last Yes, yeah, exactly. Something different. Um, and this last one, uh, I think this is pretty obvious. Our best first year player. Well, look, McKercher would be paying a dollar one. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if anyone else. You know what a harder question would be? Which one of our players is more likely to win the Rising Star Award? Because is Wardlaw still not, uh, eligible? I'll say it would be. He's played less than 20 games. But, so, he, yeah. but he's already been nominated, hasn't he? It doesn't matter, I don't think. I, I don't know. They change the rules all the time. So I don't know. Cool. If he's still eligible and it's him versus McKercher, that's a much harder, much harder one because I think either of them could win it. That's a that's a tough one. But if it's the best first-year player, look, it would be McKercher. Um, but don't be surprised if Zane Dersma plays round one. Um, I've, I've warmed on that. I didn't have him in my, my initial team, but I've warmed on that. Uh, and don't be surprised. Mm. Surprised if he um, if he has a really solid year because he just as as I said he he seems to be able to find the football and I, I really like that. Yeah, no, it, it definitely does. So yeah, no, he's um, yeah, he's someone definitely we're going to um, get excited about this year. So, but um, we've got a habit as uh, these players somehow go getting injured. So that's what's uh, sort of happened in previous years. So yeah, as long as he stays fit, like we've sort of mentioned with a lot of players, um, then yeah, you know, I think he'll be having an outstanding second year. Uh, anyways, Jesse, that's all I have for you. Did you want to add anything else before I let you go? No, no, all good, all good. Thank you. No, all good. Uh, well, I'll probably get you back on next week after the Collingwood game. So, yeah, there'll probably be a little bit more to talk about. Um, but uh, thank you so much for coming on tonight, Jesse. I know you're a bit uh, sleep-deprived. Obviously, uh, you've got uh, work in uh, five and a half hours. Uh, so you've got a 2.30 a.m. work schedule. So you're looking forward to that? Uh, no, not really. Uh, yeah. But the joys of being a manager is I don't have to do that too much. So this is a bit of a rare occasion for me, but um, that's okay. It's uh, I'll uh, I'll watch uh, 2014 and 2015 elimination final uh, highlights. So I'll listen to them in the background while I'm doing my thing. Yeah, no, that's that sounds good. Or you can uh, maybe YouTube Tyler Sellers uh, see how, uh, see what comes up. So. Yeah, his best hits. <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, you left plenty. Uh, anyways, Jesse, uh, thanks so much for coming on tonight. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, obviously, yeah, get some rest, and yeah, we'll chat next week. Oh, good. I'll talk to you again. So thank you very much to Jesse for coming on the show once again. And thank you very much to all you lovely listeners for all the likes, retweets, and comments, and all you do to help out the show. Um, you know, telling your friends, family, uh, mistresses, uh, whoever you can um, to put the show out there. Uh, it's much appreciated. Um, so, And I couldn't do this podcast without your support. Uh, I will be back next week to hopefully um, talk about uh, Tyler Sellers and him uh, coming to the club. Geez, I'm really high on him. I don't know what the f- – what are we waiting for? Just sign this bloke up. Um, yeah, look, I mean, he's clearly, clearly um, good enough to, uh, to be on an AFL list. Uh, plenty of upside. We don't have another key forward. Get him on. <sighs> Sorry, that was just a big rant uh, towards the end. I've had a tough day, very emotional. Uh, I was – Coaching under 10 kids who were giving me the shit. So I've gone on a, yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, I'll vent a bit anyway. So that's enough of my life. You probably don't want to hear that. Uh, anyways, so I'll be back uh, probably early in the week and later in the week next week as well. Um, a few things to talk about. So plenty to go through. Uh, it's still really starting to heat up now. Um, so we, we're not uh, too far away from uh, the real action coming along. I think it's less than 30 days, isn't it? So it's about 29. Uh, I know um, a lot of you people have got uh, Taylor Swift tickets, so you're all looking forward to that tonight. Um, obviously, I didn't get any. Uh, I'm not too disappointed, to be honest with you. Not that I've got anything against uh, Taylor Swift, but uh, I'd rather talk about North Melbourne and watch uh, Colby McKercher pass the ball to Harry Sheasel, to be honest with you. That uh, gets me going. Anyways, I've talked enough. Like I said, I'll be back next week. Bye for now, and go Roos.